You know, it's interesting. This week's Torah portion, we start the book of Leviticus, and it talks about the making the Yaliyah coming up to it be Israel coming up to uh, read from the Word of God, and, and it's such a great opportunity and blessing to be able to do that. And it reminds me, too, when we go to Israel, there's, we uh, visit a place at the Temple Mount, and they have a video, and it basically takes you back in time, and they recreate via computers what the temple would look like, and they have a gentleman who's coming from a distant way to come and make his uh, pilgrimage to the temple, and uh, it's a great story as they share what he sees and the awe of it. And you can imagine at that time, you know, nowadays we have huge skyscrapers that uh, fill the skies. But back at the time of Yeshua, when you went to Jerusalem, the biggest thing you would see would be the temple. And it would stand out in the awe of it. And you can imagine as the uh, aroma that would go for miles of the burnt offerings and sacrifices that were taking place. And this would be an, uh, just an amazing sight to see. And God is truly calling us to make those Aliyah moments, to come and worship with him. You know, our God loves us so much that he gave us his son, who paid that ultimate sacrifice. He became the offer of our sins. So that our sins may be not just covered like that of the lamb, but literally wiped away. And that's really what we see take place as God has made a promise to us because God wants to fellowship with us. I know a lot of you are maybe at home right now, staying by yourself and staring at four walls, but you need to know that God is with you. You need to know that God is there for you and he is there with you to get you through these times. I know it's tough to see what's going on around the world, but guess what? God is still in control. God knows what happens today. He knows what happens tomorrow. And we can trust in that and know that this is part of his plan. And yes, we know from the scripture it even says that during the birthing pains there will be very bad things happening around the world. And this is just the start of that, I believe. But we also know that God can cut this time short as we believe in him. And that's why he's calling us up. I think that we see with the scripture of bringing us to an understanding, a call to assembly, a call to worship him. I, when we start to read this Torah portion, you know, it's amazing. It talks about all the different offerings. But what I think a lot of people forget, and it's in these very first verses, that when we go to make that sacrifice, it's not just a matter of just giving up an animal. But you yourself are actually doing it. Let's read right now. Let's start in the book of Leviticus, chapter 1, verse 1. Can we change the back screen, please? A little hard to read. Thank you. Now Adonai called Moses and spoke to him out of the tent of meeting, saying, Speak to Ben Israel, the children of Israel, and tell them when anyone of you brings an offering to Adonai, you may present your offering of livestock from the herd of the flock. And that's an amazing sight. You know, when, when I remember the video that uh, they have in Israel, it shows the man who 
came from a distant way, if you'd come from far away, you would go and you'd uh, take your shekels and buy a lamb, an animal or a bull, whatever your requirement is. And you know, if anything, if you've ever been around animals, after a few minutes, you have that special relationship with it. You start petting it. Maybe you call it, give it a name. But it becomes part of who you are. And that's really what God wants it to be because he requires, when we sin, he requires our blood as that sacrifice. But fortunately, he's given us an alternate. He first gave it with an animal, a lamb, who would be able to use, or a goat, who would be able to use for their sin, for the wiping away of your sins. But then he gave us the ultimate, the one once and for all, the ultimate sacrifice, his own son, Yeshua, our Messiah, who was put on the altar and atoned for our sins once and for all. And that's such an important time as we see this coming together, as we see an understanding of what is taking place, that God is moving in such a mighty way right now throughout the world. We need to go up to him. You might not be able to be here in a congregation, but you know what? You are a living sacrifice for him. You are that temple. And you can use this time to worship with him one-on-one. The good news about our Messiah and our God is he listens. And he's there for us. He's not just in the clouds, but he wants to come and worship together. He wants us to understand that when we give up that pleasing aroma, it says in the scripture that the uh, offerings are a pleasing aroma to the Lord. That it's so important that we see that it takes place. I want to continue reading in in, uh, verse 3. It says, If his sacrifice is a burnt offering from the herd, he, listen to this, this is very important, because this is where I think people miss it. He is to present a male without blemish. He is to offer it at the entrance of the tent of meetings so that he may be acceptable for the Lord. So you're literally bringing this animal, this precious animal, this innocent animal, You know, it's those ones that give you those Bambi eye looks, right? And that's what you're supposed to understand because this innocent animal is giving up its life for your sins. Now you know why Yeshua said, go and sin no more. He doesn't want us to see us continue to do that. So that we have to kill these innocent animals. But if we follow his words and obey his commandments, then we're able to live life and understand it in God's will. Next verse. He's, he is to lay his hands on the head of the burnt offering. You know, I said, so who? The person who did it. So that it will be accepted for him to make atonement on his behalf. He is to, he is to slaughter the bull before Adonai. Did you hear that? He, you are the ones who actually made the cut. It's not like you said, oh, I've sinned. Here, Rabbi, here's my offering. You go take care of it. No, you had to literally cut the throat of the animal. You have to take responsibility for what you've done. 
And that's what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to take responsibility so that we can live a godly life and that we be able to worship and be with him. That's what our Lord wants. He goes on to say, Then Aaron's sons, the, the Kohanim, are to present the blood and splash it around the altar that is at the en- entrance of the Ten of Meetings. He is to skin the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. The sons of Aaron, the Kohen, are to place the fire in the altar and arrange the wood on the fire. So what we see take place here is a two-part thing for God. First, we have the person coming and bringing their offering before the Lord. Then he uses the servants of the Lord, the Levites, the Kohen, to then take those offerings once you've sacrificed it and put it on the altar for you on your behalf. That is what Yeshua is for us. He is the high priest, the one who atones for our sins. And so we see here this beautiful picture of a promise of what's to come in the day of our Messiah. Remember, when these were written, the Messiah wasn't here yet. But the promise and understanding of one to come was already there. And the beauty of it is what we see take place, how God is moving in a mighty way. You know, again, I remember that the video, and it's such a neat experience as he goes in, uh, from the different places, from the marketplace, after he buys the lamb. As he goes and then becomes mikvah, the water immersion, so he can be clean before the Lord, so he can go into the presence of this mighty building. You could see in the distance the smoke rising in the air. And it's a great reminder of what God has called for us. What he's done to bring us into this season. Because you know what? By his stripes we are healed. God can heal us from diseases. He can heal us from corona. But we must be smart. We must do our part as well. We can't just go out and and do things. We must be cautious and follow his commandments and obey what he says. That's the promise that he's given us today. And we as fellow believers in Messiah can do this. It's not too hard. We can go and worship before him. We can take it to the altar today even though the building does not exist anymore. It will once again. And once again, people will be going to worship there, just as they did at the time of Yeshua, even after Yeshua's death and resurrection. The disciples continued to go to the temple. It talks about when Peter and and John were, were going to the temple, and the man who couldn't walk was at the gate. And they looked at one another and they didn't have silver or gold to give them, to give him. But when they walked up to him, they looked at him and said, silver and gold we have not. But in the name of Yeshua, get up and walk. And guess what? God healed him right there. The disciples didn't heal him. God healed him. But here's the amazing thing. Think about this. This man had been crippled all his life. Every day, 
Jew after Jew after Jew would pass him as they went into the temple. They would go and worship. Maybe they would throw him some shekels. But none of them were able to do more than that because he wasn't allowed to go inside the area. Could you imagine his feelings when he could then stand up and walk, not be dragged in, but walk into that temple, into that courtyard? His eyes must have been seeing things that he had only could imagine. And then how about the people that knew him? How about the people who were praying and all of a sudden heard this man praising the Lord? They knew his voice from years of him crying out for alms. What about their vision of what they see? The shock of knowing here is a man who is lame. And now he's walking. Because of the blood of Yeshua that was prayed over him. He walked into that temple. He made Aliyah. That's the greatest thing we can do to bring us into God's presence. That's the greatest gift anyone can give. Those disciples gave that man something that money could never buy. The ability to worship God in his place. Face to face, standing up. God is calling us for this type of season. We might be shuttered in our houses right now, but we can still praise the Lord on the mountaintop. We can still worship him right where we are. It says there were two or more gathered together in his name. We can literally move mountains. Well, guess what? We might not be face to face, but we're gathered together in his name. We are here right now, and I guarantee you there's more than two of us listening. And we can make changes happen. God is calling us up to make that Aliyah. You know, I remember growing up and getting ready for my first Aliyah, my Bar Mitzvah. It was a very special time. Family and friends gathered together. You spent months and months, if not years, learning the Torah portion and what it meant to you. But to be coming up and be able to read His word. A word that has been around for over 2,000 years. To understand how God has used it and how it's still relevant today. That's the good thing that we know. He's paid the ultimate sacrifice. So that we can be here right now to worship Him. We don't have to be afraid of what's to come. Because we know that God wins in the end. We know there'll be trials and tribulations. But I want to encourage you, do not be afraid. Because God is there and he's with us. And they're going to take that offering and put it before the Lord. And it's going to be pleasing. The aroma will be pleasing to him. It says that when we pray, our prayers are like incense incense to the Lord. It's a pleasing aroma to him. We need to come and worship before him. 
We need to understand what's going on around the world and know that God is still in control. He is in with us right now. So I don't want you to be afraid. On the contrary, I want you to live life in joy. Use this time to read the Word, to get closer to the Lord, to make your aliyah, to go up before Him into His presence. Because here's the good news. Our God wants to fellowship with us. He wants to worship with us. And He wants us to come before Him, bringing our offerings to Him. And this is a special time that we can do this. Now more than ever, we need to come before the Lord and ask the Lord to intercede on the behalf of those righteous to curb this virus. Because that will show the world He is God. And we're seeing God move already. Let's rejoice and go up to that altar. You know, I remember at the end of the, the video that they showed, the man bringing his, finally bringing his offering before the Lord. And that he's relieved in one sense, but also joyous to be able to see the experience of coming before the Lord. But he also leaves a changed man, realizing that what his sin, the cost of his sin, we as a world have gone astray, but we can go back to God. We can come back in a mighty way. So I want to encourage you again during these times of being shut in. Being shut in doesn't mean you can't shout out to the Lord. And I want to encourage you to continue to do that. The scripture says it's very clear. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. For it's the power of salvation for everyone who believes. Guess what? You can use this time to share the good news. I encourage you to share this video, these sermons that we're doing, so that people can hear the truth, and the truth will set them free. And if you're out there right now, and you don't know Messiah, he's waiting for you. The great thing is, it's free. And he came for everyone, Jew and Gentile alike. You might be asking, what does it cost to be a believer? It costs nothing. But it is life-changing. He will recreate you into a new creature. He will throw away your past and give you a new beginning. A beginning that you can walk up to him. Make that aliyah. Go before the Lord as a new creature in Him. You can drop those addictions. It will be behind you. He will heal you of those. But you have to make the first choice. You have to say yes to Him. And I want to give you that opportunity right now. I just want you to just to close your eyes. If you're ready to say yes to Him, all you need to do is say this simple prayer. Abba, Father, I have sinned against you. I ask Yeshua into my heart. Lord, forgive me 
I believe he died and rose again. And because he lives, I can live. Lord, thank you for sending your son. Thank you for making that ultimate sacrifice. So that I might live and once again be with you. I ask this in your son Yeshua's name. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, or maybe you're rededicating your life to the Lord, I want to encourage you, contact us. You see the information on the screen, the address there. Contact us and let us know that you prayed that prayer. We will contact you wherever you are around the world and just pray with you and confirm that information. We want to share with you and be a part of your new life. God has made you a new creature today. It says the angels in heaven are rejoicing. And so are we right here. And for you as believers, I want to pray over you right now. Abba Father, I just ask right now, Lord, that you give us the strength to get through these trying times. Lord, and let us use these times to share your love around the world. Lord, we can pray for those that are sick. Lord, we ask for healing right now. Lord, we ask for that miracle touch. Lord, we need vaccines and cures. But Lord, we know you can just cure on your own. By Isaiah 53, by your stripes we are healed. Lord, whatever way you want to do it, let it be done. And Lord, give us the the strength we need while we're around family and friends during these times. Lord, that we'll be able to, to get through them. Lord, I pray for financial situations. And Lord, we pray for our nation and the world. And Lord, through these trying times, let your love shine through more than ever. We ask this in your son Yeshua's name. And everyone said, Amen, Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. Amen.